We, uh, we mentioned last week that the, the Avaida of what we're supposed to be doing on Thursday nights is not, is not saying Tifu I'm not saying Divrei Torah that are going to wow the Olam and they're going to be things that you can, you know, new Pshatim that they've never heard in the Parsha before and Tifkaid and Oimek and Pnimius they've never heard in the Parsha before. But the Iker Avaida that we're, you know, we're here, the Iker Avaida that we're trying to do every Thursday night is Pasha to talk simple, simple Divrei Amuna through the lens of the Parsha, but simple Pasha Dezachin and Amuna. To be Mechazek, we mentioned last week that Amuna is not the kind of thing that you get once. It lasts you for a year, it lasts you for two years. And what is the kind of thing that a person needs to chazer over every day of their life? Tzadik b'monasa yichya, b'chavak v'midin alachas. This is the side of all of yahadas is amuna. And it's something that it's not, it's not just by learning svarim. It's something that a person needs to chazer over again and again and again and again. And we'll see as we go through the parshas, this is the side of so many of the, uh, of the mices that take place in the parsha. is the Indian of amuna. And it's just kedai, pasha, to get together once a week to sit and just to chazer over. Nyanam and amuna, and a pasha to some stories, some shalom, some, you know, some Pashta Zachan in the Parsha, some Rashis that are very obvious, but just Pashta Techaz are over and just to discuss and to be Mechazik ourselves in the end of Amuna. Everybody has challenges in Amuna. It's the Metzias of, of being a human, whether it's in Gashmias, whether it's in Parnasa, whether it's with children, whether it's in Shalom Bayas, whether it's with Ruchnias. There's always, always challenges in a person's Amuna. And when a person's Mechazik himself, like we mentioned last week, before the Nasayan, when a person strengthens himself and gives himself the armor to be able to get, in, get into that Nasayan and be able to know how to handle it properly, then the middle person is able to walk out on the other end and say, okay, I don't sign in Amuna, but because I was machazic myself before I went to that place, we may be able to go into the place of darkness that Gam Kelech begets above us, and Lo Yirira, Ki Ati Madi, and other Rabbanishams here, and may be able to be machazic ourselves. So we look at the beginning of the parsha, we find a very, very odd Zach. Yaakov Avinu is now headed back to meet up with Esav. Yaakov has spent 20 years away from Esav. Yaakov has just you know, got married, he has four wives, he has 11 children, he has a tremendous amount of possessions, and Yaakovina's finally headed back. He says, I think I'm ready. He has the Esav Atzadik, like Rashi tells us. He's ready to head back to, to Esav and to finally face off Esav. And Yaakovina says, Yaakovina sends Malachim to go tell Esav that I'm, you know, I'm coming. And Yaakovina starts, you know, prepares and says, he goes ahead and explains, like Rashi tells us, don't, you know, there's no reason you should be jealous of me. I didn't get anything. The brachas weren't mekuyim yet. Don't worry, there's nothing to be, there's nothing, there's no reason to hate me anymore. Let's let bygones be bygones. Let's move, move forward in our relationship and let's forget about all the brachas that I got. Let's just move on. And Yaakov Avinu gets the message back from the Malachim. That Esav is coming and not only is he coming, but he's coming with 400 people. And Esav only has one goal in mind, which is to annihilate Yaakov and his wives and his children. Esav is still bent on taking revenge over what took place. And Esav's not giving this up. Esav's coming with 400 men. Esav is ready to attack Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov gets very afraid. And Yaakov does a strategy, splits the camp in half. But at least the other part of the camp will be Lafleta. And then Yaakov starts davening to the Rabbani Shalom. And Yaakov says the following thing. He goes on and he says, He says, I'm small from all the chesed that I've done because you've done so much chesed with me. I came across the river with just a makal. Like Rashi tells us that Alif was stole all the money, everything that he had. I came across, across Pasha with a little stick in my hand. And now look at me, now I'm now married, I have four wives, I have 11 children, I have Tshayinu, Bakr, I have everything. And now look how, look, how much I've, I've, you know, look how much I've grown spiritually, physically, financially. Look how much I've grown over these past 20 years. And then he goes on and begs the Rabbanisham, I'm afraid that I'm going to die, maybe I'm going to kill myself. I'm afraid of being involved in this battle. 
And already Rashi points out, Rashi doesn't speak of the kasha, obviously, but, but the kasha is an obvious question. Yaakov Avinu is afraid for his life. He has Esav coming after him with 400 men. He's afraid for his life, his wife's life, his children's life. He's afraid that everything is going to be wiped out. The whole first beginning of the Pasuk, is not, the beginning of his tefillah, has nothing to do with his tefillah. He starts off his tefillah by saying, We did so much chesed with me. Well, what does that have anything to do with the fact that Selene Nomi had Achim had Esav? He has Esav chasing him. You don't start going through listing off all the things that you're thankful to the Rabbani Shalom for, you know, that has happened over the past 20 years. You say, Rabbani Shalom, save me. Esav's coming to kill me. Where does this fall in Bechlau? And now, where does it come in? So Rashi says that it comes in because he was saying that I'm nervous that all of the tremendous hatava that you've given me maybe took away some of the schusim that I had. Rabbanishim, you promised me you were going to watch over me, promised me nothing was going to happen to me, but now, now I have this tremendous hatava, and now I'm nervous that. I'm not going to get that schusim that I had. Maybe this took away from some of my schusim. But perhaps there's another way of understanding what Yaakov Avinu is saying. Yaakov Avinu is afraid for his life. Esav is coming and Esav wants to kill Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu is in a terrible, ter- terrible matzav now. He just ran away from Lavan. Lavan chased him in last week's parsha. Lavan finally let him go. He, this is it. If, if Esav comes and attacks him, he's done. Everything's finished. The Shvatim are finished. The Moise are finished. The Avis. Everything's done. The whole future of Klai Yisrael is done. Yaakov's in a place where physically and spiritually he's about to be harmed. Biad Achim, Biad Esav. Esav's going to be too makar of him. Esav's going to kill him. Everything's about to, everything's about to crash down. What does Yaakov Avinu say? Yaakov Avinu says, Rabbanu I know that everything's about to fall apart. But I'm also able to be makir that at the same time that I see that everything's about to fall apart, I also recognize how much atav you've done for me. I also recognize that, yeah, the fact that I'm afraid that Esav is going to attack not just me, but my wife and my children and all of the cattle and all the possessions that I have also means that I have a lot. Also means that I gained tremendously over the past 20 years. So Yaakov Avinu at the Matzav of Tzara, when he's going through a place of ultimate Chayshech, is able to stop and say, Rabban Shem, before I dive into you, and before I beg you to save me, and before I tell you about how terrible my Matzav is in, I just also want to be makar the hatava that, that you've done to me. I also want to be makar that things are actually, there is a good part to here. There are things that are going well in my life. So often, what happens is when a person goes through a matzav of chayshech, the chayshech blinds a person, and a person can't see any of that tov. A person's going through something difficult. And whatever matzav it is, gashmis or ruchmis. So that becomes the center of a person's life. And a person says, this, this is, the Rabbani Shalom's, you know, the Rabbani Shalom's not being fear to me, the Rabbani Shalom's not treating me properly, the Rabbani Shalom's not, you know, things are not going well in my business, and I've done so much for the Rabbani Shalom. How much tov do you have? How much good do you have? How much good is the Rabbani Shalom doing for you? I was talking to someone recently who was telling me, you know, his business is not going well and he feels like, you know, he's, he, made, he made a tremendous alias and his ruchnias. And his, I, I said, are you married? Yeah, he's married. He's, he's a great marriage. He's married. He's happy. He's very happy in his marriage. A lot of his friends are not holding at the place that he's holding. You know, Baruch Hashem, his kids. Every, things are going well in 98% of the places in his life. In the one area in his life where it's not going well. And obviously it's a big area. It's his business. It's his parnasa. And it's not going terrible. It's not that he's not, it's not that he can't put bread on the table. It's going well. It's not going as well as, as it should. But automatically that becomes the center focus of a person's life. When a person's going through that matzah where Esav's chasing him, then a person normally is only able to think about the fact that at Sileni Namiyat Achimiyat Esav. Yaakov Avinu teaches us that you have to be able to find the Hatava over there also. You have to be able to recognize that you have a Ateis Keep a and now look how big I've become. Look how great I've become. To be able to find that little nakuda, which is actually good within the chesha. To be able to say, yeah, there are things that I need to daven for. There are things that are not going well in my life. There are things that are falling apart. Esav is coming to wipe me out. 
But at the same time, I could also recognize I could recognize the tremendous chesed that the Rabbani Shem is doing for me, even though things are not working out in my life. You look at the nace of Hanukkah, it's a pella, the nace of Hanukkah. We celebrate the whole, the whole yantar is based around one nace that took place. Right? The Iker, without getting into the nace of Muhammad, that's not the main nace that we're celebrating. We celebrate one nace. They found the Pach Shemen, and the Shemen lasted eight days. It's very, very nice, but if you just can imagine for a second the, the chayshech that Klai Yisrael was going through even after they came back into the base of Mikdash. They came back into the base of Mikdash. They won over the, the Chashmanam, won over the Yavanim. The amount of people that were Mesyavnim, the amount of people that had gone over to the side of Yavan was tremendous. It was Ruba de Ruba, went over to the side of being Mesyavnim. So spiritually, Klai Yisrael was in a terrible place. They walk into the base of Mikdash, everything's Tameh, right? We think of it that the only thing they were missing was, well, everything was Tameh. The Mizbech was Tameh, everything. The, the Yavanim were Tameh, every single part of the base of Mikdash. So they're walking into a base of Mikdash that Yavan had walked into, Yavan had defiled physically, spiritually, Yavan had made it into a total korban, and they walk in, and what do they have? They found this little jug of oil, and it lasts for eight days. Very nice. <laughs> it's very nice that you made this jug of oil last for eight days, but Klai is not holding where they're supposed to be holding. Things are not going well spiritually. Physically, things are falling apart. Yavan, things are not going well. So fine, there's a nice little nace that took place, but that's what we're gonna celebrate? For 2,000 years, we're gonna celebrate the fact that one little nace, and in the basement, this nisa were taking place on a daily basis. It wasn't, it wasn't a major chiddush, but how good for the chiddush of Hanukkah. The chiddush of Hanukkah is that, yeah, everything's falling apart, everything's not good, but that's just one aspect. And then I'm able to stop and say, yeah, but do you recognize the nace that Hashem did for you in a total another area of your life where things are going well? Can you, can you find a silver lining on the cloud and recognize that, yeah, as dark as the chayshach is, there's also a lot of atava that you have? That's the mile of Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu says, everything's falling apart. Esav's chasing me with 400 men. Vayira Yaakov Ma'oid. Yaakov is very afraid. With all the batachan and the moon I have, Yaakov's afraid. But he says, before, before I start to stop, before I stop, and I beg the Rabbanu to save me, first I want to say, first I want to talk about the good that the Rabbanu did for me. I want to focus on the fact that I have a lot of good in my life. I'm breathing, I'm able to see, I'm able to walk, I'm able to talk. I have, I have Baruch Hashem, a wife and children, and I have a parnasa, and, and there are so many things that are going well in my life. And the challenge of when a person goes through a darkness in Amuna, when a person goes through a darkness in their life, is that becomes center focus. It's the only thing they can see. It's a big paper, and the only thing they can see is the black dot. Nothing else matters to them. And the avoid of Yaakov is teaching us is that, yeah, Yaakov was in a terrible matzah, but don't forget about the hatava that's done there. Don't forget about the little pach shaman, the little nice that the Banishab does, it lasts eight days. Don't forget about that, because ultimately, if you focus on that, so you're in a much better place. And you recognize that, yeah, not everything's going well, but something's going well. And when I recognize that something's going well, it means that the Banishab is taking care of me. I, in this area, I don't feel it, but in every other area, I do feel it. And that means that the Banishab is taking care of me. I just don't see how in this area that's taking place, how this is the greatest thing that's taking place for me. I spoke to a yid this week. He told me that he was, he was involved in, a, in, a, in, a pur in purchasing of a nursing home. And there was a deal that they were supposed to be purchasing and they'd work on this deal for uh, uh, you know, a significant amount of time. It was a big deal, very large deal that they're working on. And he was supposed to fly out on Sunday to go toward the nursing home. They basically already had closed the deal, not, not, you know, not physically, they didn't check in, there was no contract, but the deal was basically a done deal. He told me he'd already opened a bottle of wine with his wife on Wednesday night. You know, they made a l'chaim, the fact that he was purchasing this big nursing home was, it was I think, the biggest deal that he had done so far. So he was supposed to fly down on Sunday to tour the nursing home. He said on Friday, he got sick with the flu. Terrible, the flu was going around last week. He got sick with the flu. Friday, he was mamish, mamish sick. He was in bed the whole day. Friday, Shabbos. So he said he had, to cancel his, he had to cancel his ticket. He had to push it off. He was supposed to go down toward the nursing home. He pushed it off Sunday, Monday. Pushed it off till Wednesday. I think it was the first time I, I met him. I met him. I think it was the first time that he got out of bed was Wednesday. So he said, in the meantime, on, on Tuesday, I think it was either Monday or Tuesday, his partner called him up and his partner said that they, we lost the deal. 
Sparna said the deal was retraded. They found somebody else. And instead of giving us the deal, they retraded the deal. So it was a very difficult decision. Here he was, he had this major deal that was supposed to go through. It was a big deal. It was something that they'd been working on for a long time. And everything just fell apart. And he was, whatever, he was talking to me about, you know, the Nisayin and Amunah and, and what the proper approach is supposed to be going forward. But he said, but what I did recognize is something fascinating. He said, I was broken over the fact that the whole deal fell through. He said, but the Hatava that Rabbanisham did for me, that he gave me the flu, was the greatest thing in the world. He said, if I would have gone down on Sunday to tour the nursing home, I would have not just gone down myself, I would have called all my vendors, which is, he said, I'd done this already a year ago and the same thing happened. I got retraded in a nursing home and I lost the nursing home and I looked like a fool. He said, I would have gone down, I would have brought down all my vendors, I would have made a huge big deal about the fact that I'm purchasing the nursing home and two days later, I would have lost the whole deal. And all the people that I work with, all my contacts, everybody that's involved in the business would have looked at me like a total fool. And, I, and to rebuild, to regain their trust and to be able to rebuild that, you know, that, that sense of communication, that level of trust with them would have, would have never happened. And I would have lost everything. So he said, the Rabbanishim did the greatest atav of me. I told him, he said, I begged my partner. I said, go, go tour it by yourself. My partner said, I'm not touring it unless you come with me. He said, the Rabbanishim didn't just, you know, like there was a hurricane my flight got pushed off six hours. Rabbanishim knocked me out. He said, I was in bed from Friday till Wednesday. I couldn't get out of bed. Rabbanishim said, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get the deal. The deal's not gonna go through. Things are not gonna work out. But the Rabbanishim said, you, you, you won't have that busha. And that's a little atava that the Rabbanishim gives to a person that says, yeah, things are falling apart. But there's also, there's something good that's taking place also. There's also a tava that the Rabbanishim is doing for me. When he is able to focus on that and to recognize that, yeah, there is, there is a lot, there's a lot of difficulties and a lot of challenges, but that's not everything. There's a much larger picture. There's so many things in life that are going well, that he is able to be mechazek himself. He is able to say, Rabbanishim, Svasemis writes, that means that even when, even when I'm in a place of katnos, I realize that it's also, I also have tremendous method. Right. Even though I'm in a place of katna, even the arida is latayva. Even the katanti, even the katnas that I'm going through is all a chasadim. How do I know it? Like Rashi says, he went through a nace. He took his makal. Rashi says, according to the medrash, and he split the yardin and walked across it. Zak zak the svasemes the kivin sheasa since the Rabbanishim did one good thing with me, so now I'm able to see that even the greater tragedy that I'm going through, which is this you read that I'm going through must also be good. How? Because because of the fact that I was able to have this little nay, something worked out well, that are standing by the yard and as opposed to having to need to build a bridge or figure out some way to get across, I was able to get across with my makal, that obviously means the Rabbanishim is, is taking care of me, and that's a limud. But that's a binyan af to everything else in my life that's not going well. That's how Yaakov Yaakov understood it. I'm in a place of katnas, but I realize there's also chesed. Why? And that's the avodah. When a person goes through a difficulty and a challenge, avada, a person has to daven. That's what Yaakov did. And a person has to put on a shtadlos. You have to do the avodah that you need to do. But don't forget but all the Atavad Rabbanishim does for us. There's so much in our lives that does go well that we can't lose focus of all the Atavad and focus only on the Ra. So Hashem Shalabas, we should be Zeicha to know how to focus on the Taiv, and that should be the beginning. That's the context of the conversation and we recognize that and realize that there is a lot of Atavad that Mela were able to see that even the Yerida is also L'Tzerech Even that which looks like it's, it's Katnos is also from the Chassadim of the Rabbanishim and that will give us the Binyan Av to recognize that everything is Ba'atzim all Taiv in the Rabbanishim.